Welcome to Geetrasil. Hello, hello. Roll the intro. All right, so <laughs> somebody enjoyed the rolling of the intro uh, a little too much. Did, uh, did they enjoy <clears throat> it too much? I mean, what does it, that even look like? Uh, uh, something along the lines of "woo." Oh. <laughs> huh. Uh, so, uh, we're back. And I have finally done something uh, that most of you have done, like, I don't know, six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I finished My Hero Academia Season 6. Wait, sorry. <clears throat> ha, 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 ha. There we go. That way I'm not enjoying things too much. The, uh... <laughs> um... I I can't remember who or where it even was, but somebody was was making a very similar joke the other day, and but they couldn't stop laughing long enough to actually make it sound insincere. <laughs> that is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It sounds like they need more discipline. Yep. So. Um, I got really tired of um, having to work. I say with a grin slowly creeping across my face. <laughs> I got really tired of having to work around Ren's schedule, so um, we're trying out the new Ren AI. Uh, a little stilted, but. <laughs> <laughs> so. Because my schedule is so difficult to work with. Yeah, like, it's just. It's, it's, Basically impossible. I mean, like, I'm only available literally whenever. <laughs> <clears throat> so, man, so my hero at season six was it was a ride. Not gonna. There was a lot that happened. Like a lot. It was so much. Um. <clears throat> so. If you've been with the show for, if you've been following us for a while, uh, you, <clears throat> and when I say a while, I mean since the beginning, basically, of, of the show, uh, you may have uh, listened to our first uh, My Hero Academia episode when um, uh, when David was uh, the regular, regular co-host here, and we made, uh, mostly me, I made several wild uh, conspiracy projections, uh, but uh, it was. I had a lot of fun with the episode. I've been really looking forward to this episode and getting getting to do this episode. Uh, I remember watching <clears throat> that or listening to that episode of Geek Drasil. I remember absolutely nothing you actually said. If I'm being real honest, uh, I mean either specifically, <laughs> I remember many things that I think I said. <laughs> so, Good. Uh, you guys, you guys feel free to go and um, uh, re-listen to that episode and fact check uh, anything that I'm about to say. <laughs> so, uh, or just <clears throat> believe us because we only speak the truth here. That's true. 
Uh, so really, the about the only thing um, that I think uh, there's only there's only two things that I think uh, that I, I I like prophesized uh, about uh, back then that got addressed this season. Um, one of them I was uh, I was partially right about. And the other one I seemingly was wrong about, although I still maintain that I'm not. So <laughs> we'll, we'll go with the partially right one first. <laughs> I wasn't here for that discussion, but I did have a prediction that turned out to be not correct at all. Oh, well shit. So you being you being you being my guest, what was your what was your prediction? So first of all, my Hero Academia spoilers for the anime up through season six. Yeah, this is all anime specific, so uh, discrepancies from the manga uh, might be present. <clears throat> Correct. Um, so, and for those who have read the manga and aren't watching the anime, season six ends at the end of the Dark Hero arc. Yep, it's Paranormal Liberation War and Dark Hero arc uh, in a single season. Correct. <clears throat> so, one of my early predictions was that Toshinori, mm-hmm. All Might, was not actually quirkless. Uh, that was that was that was the one I was wrong about too. Oh, I'm still convinced. I'm still convinced that that there's a quirk that even his his in quirk self doesn't know about. But that's that's just that's just me. That would <laughs> run afoul of that would run afoul of the like established aging thing you, you you are correct it would seem it would it would seem mechanically uh impossible with what with the mechanics of quirks and how everything's been laid out with uh one for all and everything <clears throat> those who acquire one for all appear at least to have a maximum lifespan from the point that they acquire the quirk and Toshinori had it far longer than that. Again, what appears to be hard limit. That is true. Um, my my argument for it, though, is still uh, people without quirks don't go from being meth skeletons to being all night. <laughs> you don't flex and get six feet taller. <laughs> Sorry, it's really only like two and a half feet. But still, you don't you flex don't and get two and a half. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, Have you ever been a wielder of one for all? No, but I know that uh, unless you're unless you're Bruce Banner, you don't make mass out of nowhere. <laughs> what if? Uh, so my my pitch is that. Is it's still basically the same, which is that Toshinori's quirk is essentially uh, a a quirk that allows for the 
essentially the absorption of or the management of an extreme amount of power. Basically a quirk that would never surface. But that's why he was able to immediately handle one for all at 100% capacity because his quirk kicked in and he could just take it. He didn't have to work up to it. <clears throat> I mean, I'm guessing he was already probably pretty in pretty good shape. <clears throat> because we never see young skeletal Toshinori. But uh, whenever we see young <clears throat> Toshinori, even before he's granted uh, I'm trying to think. I don't remember if we see young Toshinori free one for all um, particularly well muscled but when we do I do remember that we see him not especially muscled but not especially wimpy either right like he like he like he, that he at <clears throat> least started in solid shape yeah uh slightly Slightly north of average would yeah. be my Abs hypothesis. Absolutely, I guess. like, like I, I one hundred percent agree with what with, with with what you're saying. And my my argument is, I don't feel like he was that far more advanced as far as being in shape than um, Deku was when he got one for all, and then he was like five percent. That blows my bones up. Like, like the dis like the discrepancy, the disparity there doesn't track for me. So I think that Toshinori had a quirk that basically allowed him to that basically allowed the power to fill him without bursting, basically, and it's functioning as it's it's basically letting him surpass that time limit that broke the others because they didn't have that quirk. I see. Uh, <clears throat> now whether. Now, obviously, the the vestige of, of Toshinori that's within One for All is proposing that he has no quirk, uh, or had no quirk to pass on, um, and whether that is simply the fact that both he and All Might are in, both, yeah. Just two notes right quick. <clears throat> yeah. One, sort of at odds with what you're saying they did mention like all might had mentioned to deku you know we built your body in a hurry yeah we accomplished in 10 months what should what should take years yeah no no matter how strong you are you're not going to be able to handle it on the other hand, we have not actually heard Toshinori's vestige speak. That's also true. <clears throat> I feel like... I do kind of feel like if Toshinori had a quirk, the other vestiges would be aware of it. If he had another quirk... His vestige should be aware of it. And we have not heard the vestige speak at all. We have not. And which leads me to... which, In order for my theory to be correct, either the vestige would have to be 
will like intentionally withholding that information for some reason or would have to somehow be ignorant of the fact in a, in a space where he sh- would suppo- should have access to that knowledge or <clears throat> on at least at present unable to communicate yeah, <clears throat> which it seems it seems much... like the other vestiges can communicate with him in some fashion because um, he was able to relay the findings of Toshinori's investigation into the death of the fourth wielder to the vestiges. That's true. Um, now he, but he, as you said, he can't talk like talk talk like he can't hold a conversation within the council chamber, um, which is a little similar maybe to how originally Deku didn't have a mouth. Um, and I don't know if it's because T- Toshinori didn't have a quirk, if it's because Toshinori's <coughs> not dead, and, like, there's something that requires the death of the wielder to fully synchronize consciousness or whatever. <clears throat> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of questions. I still think that he wasn't quirkless because... Because skinny, skinny All Might to, to, to All Might doesn't make sense. Um, I don't... And also, his eyes are black. His eyes are black holes. Come on. <laughs> but, um... He's got liver problems. Y- yeah, right? <laughs> He's a Mexican-American. <laughs> but no, I... I need to go back... And since we've... Since y'all have gotten through season six and since we're using my crunchy roll and I like it's no longer important for us to hold our place. Right. I might go back and just rewatch all of it yeah. again. Yeah. Um because there was a reason, like it was something that somebody said. About the number of quirks within One for All that stuck out at me, and that is what I based my Toshinori has a quirk hypothesis on. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I don't remember what it was. I also... I've also been a proponent of... I don't... Well, I guess this is another thing that was kind of touched on. I've kind of been a proponent of, I don't think Deku was quirkless. Um, Now, I don't so much think that Deku has a hidden quirk. I think Deku's quirk was stolen. That was my my hypothesis. I don't remember what you saying about that. Because Dr. Doobad was his fucking pediatrician. Uh, There are at least superficial similarities. Yeah, and... Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that they've confirmed that they, they've actually confirmed that, but they look like if they're not the same person, they're fucking brothers. <laughs> like, like it's, it's uncanny, but, um, uh, anyway, um, either like, like if his work was stolen, presumably that would still let things kind of function with the whole idea that. He's handling it better because he didn't have a quirk, sort of thing. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I'm still I'm still sort of I'm still just still in the all might had a quirk camp. Uh, the 
thing that I did sort of call right was I, uh, and, and this wasn't so much a prediction. This was this was actually kind of me just wish listing. But I was uh, I was basically wish listing a uh, a scenario where there were there was like a split, like a moral split between the uh, in the in the society of heroes. Where there was like basic, basically Marvel Civil War, where there was like there was like a faction that was like, no, we need to maintain the hero status quo, and then there were fistful that were like, no, the hero status quo is shit. We gotta we gotta ditch this, and like this isn't this isn't justice, um, and um, essentially seeing Deku be possibly the only Class A member to um, uh, side with quote unquote vigilantes. Um, and then him get a solo development arc, and then his classmates get to develop away from him, um, which I personally felt was, like, what everybody needed. Like, like the class needed to find themselves away from his character, and his character needed to grow in... Uh, his character needed to mature, basically. Yeah. And, and we saw that happen a little bit. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't what I wish listed, it wasn't exactly what I talked about, but we still got that we still got some some de- like half a season almost of development with him split from the class. And it was very rapid, but and and he he got to mature far more than I think the class got to grow without him. But but they still did. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that was good that they, they gave them their alone time. Um, I did also wish list that basically Stain would be Midoriya's mentor, which didn't happen, uh, but almost close. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like Stain has at least acknowledged, uh, acknowledged, um, that he is at least a passively worthy successor. Um, so, uh, that, that bit I liked, but, so, do you have anything to add to the, you looked like you had something to add? A couple of points. Okay. Yeah. Number one is, I did look it up, and according to the, my Hero Academia fandom wiki, mm-hmm. which I'm not a hundred percent sure how reliable it is. It's, it's got a wiki in the name. It's the gospel. You know. <laughs> I, in general, fandom wikis tend to be, if not a hundred percent accurate, pretty pretty up there. Yeah, like like this. It's fair. Q dies first, the creepy doctor. Uh huh. Q dies first on screen appearance takes place in the first chapter of the series, working under the alias of Dr. Tsubasa at one of his clinics where he diagnosed Izuku Midoriya as quirkless. So that was indeed him. Which, you know, I guess, like, obviously. It was revealed that he had that that anti-aging quirk, so I guess if you stay the same age long enough, you probably have to change your around. Name, change your... Yeah. <coughs> you would think that you would have to 
change geographic areas a little more than he did. Yeah. The, uh, like, be, <laughs> be, be my luck to, like, quit, like, like, ditch my pediatrician persona and become, like, like a liver doctor or something, and then my first patient is this, like, 20-something-year-old with alcohol-induced liver failure that I treated when he was a kid, and he's like, aren't you my pediatrician? And now you have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mercy. Oh, dear. I'm afraid I have to diagnose you with, with big brain syndrome. It's terminal. It's terminal. <laughs> Let me just... <laughs> yep. Break their neck. And I was going to say something else, too, and I don't remember what. Was it about All Might's work? It... I don't think so. Let's see. Vigilante arc, character growth... Deku and Class 1A being, like, growing separately. Oh! Um, I was going to say that you could make the case that Midoriya is a Paragon character. That... Which, which would explain why I don't like him. <laughs> you like Goku and Luffy. They're paragons. Luffy's a paragon of free spirit. <laughs> Not of justice. In this context, <laughs> a paragon character is a character who their own... Let's see how many times I can use character in one sentence. Let's do it. Their own character doesn't evolve that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The interesting parts of the story are about um, the impact that they have on other people. Yeah. Like Superman and, and, and so on. Like Superman, except it feels like they don't use suit like like Superman is meant to be, but then they try to do things with Superman's character and make make him interesting and and it just goes to shit. And <laughs> most compelling, like, most compelling thing Superman ever did was die. <laughs> you're, it's like you're trying to develop a character that character development is not the point of that character. Yeah. Like the interesting thing about Superman, Batman is also a paragon. Um, Goku, like I said, was a paragon. Um, to a point, I would even classify Kirito, Sword Art Online, as a paragon. A little bit, yeah. Their character doesn't change much. The, the interesting parts of their story are the impacts that they have on other characters. Yeah. And when you start, like, when you lose focus of that and you start... Trying to, like, trying to alter what makes them work as a character, you lose. Like, you lose out. Yeah. I... Sorry, go ahead. I, 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 oh, I, no, that's okay. I was... 
if you want, go ahead. No, I'm, no, go I'm circling back to Deku at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was about to do so as well. Oh, okay, so that, excellent. We're, we're going to the same place, almost. <laughs> like, Midoriya's um, vigilante phase, um, everything that Midoriya does during the Dark Hero arc is fully consistent with the same character that we had back in season one. Okay. Like, not that he hasn't changed, not that at all, not that he hasn't learned, not that he um, has not developed at all, Mm -hmm. but he is fundamentally the same person. Like, his ideals are fundamentally the same. The things that drive him are fundamentally the same. He just, he changes methodologies and goes down a different path because he decides that doing that is consistent with what he already feels. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in outside of him becoming kind of a dick temporarily. Um, there, there was very little like aesthetic. There was a, there was a significant aesthetic change, but there was there was very little that changed under the hood, like you said. Yeah. And so that's my contention that he's a paragon. I mean, no, this is reasonable. Um, the and I don't know. It may have been it may have been an unreasonable expectation that I don't know I, I really just I really wanted to see who he would be if his if his morals were challenged and I I don't know I I, th- I, I don't know it, it just it was it was not my wish list scenario but it was close mm-hmm. and I I don't know. Maybe maybe he maybe he would not have been more interesting um had had he become a, a non paragon. Um but uh I don't know. But in in the greater context though of season six, I think, um I, I don't it was it was already a jam packed season. I, I don't I I don't see any way they could have done it and done it justice to have actually <coughs> done anything with him as far as a fundamental change and done it justice. Um, so I mean, I really can't I really can't fault them for that. <laughs> they would have to take much greater care with something like that than. What had you just finished saying? Oh, the, um... They would have to take more care with Deku than other writers have historically taken with Superman, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. I think... I think a a big chunk of the problem is, though, that Superman is, is essentially a god at most of those points in the story, and so when they want to give him... Uh, any sort of conflict, either either martial or moral, like it, 
they 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 have to either alter the fundamental mechanics of the universe or like you know they've got to they've got to stretch some stuff real real hard um i think that i think it would i don't i i don't know if it's fair to say that it would have destroyed deku's character um but i, I do think that it would have um Anything they could have done without cutting something else would have <coughs> felt very hollow and forced. That's fair. Um, I would agree with that. Uh, but but addressing especially scenes, with everything else going on. Yeah, there was so much. Um, yeah. Just one more thing, right? Quick. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say too because you had mentioned one um, A's growth without him. Mm-hmm. More of Actually, more of Deku being a paragon. Yeah. Because up until now, we've had his impact, the impact of his character on all of these other characters. And although we only got it briefly, in the second half of season six, we got the impact of the absence of his character on them. Yeah. And I I still think it would have been interesting to have seen the absence sink in and and uh, to see them move on um like come to a realization that we can't get him back like had their sasuke moment yeah um only better yeah because it makes any sense at all have their name brand sasuke moment not that dollar store shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh but but yeah it was, uh, one, but once again, with Target brand Sasuke is this half of a season expanded into a full season, and um, the impact of Deku's absence um, on his classmates explored further, and then Sasuke we have at home is just Sasuke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, the rolling rolling back. I think my throat's rusty. I think I need to oil it up. Oh no! <laughs> rolling back to the beginning of season six, though, uh, <coughs> like the beginning of season six really started a ride that we didn't get off of. We we never fully got off of uh, it. Um, you know, when, when I heard the name, you know, parallel, uh, um, paranormal liberation war, uh, I was like, <coughs> well, obviously it's going to be a big deal. Like, but I was, I was envisioning like, like I really didn't think they were going to go that big and that hard and boy, did they ever, <laughs> Oh, did they, uh, I watched it the first time as fucking, uh, like, as it was airing. Mm-hmm. I held out for as long as I could. Um, we got... They had... They had aired, like, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So it had been out for eight weeks. Right. So I resisted for, like, two months... Before I finally broke down and was just like, okay, nope, here we go. I can't do it. 
And so the last couple weeks of that half of the season was just agonizing, Mm -hmm. waiting for the next one. Yep. Yeah, I... Yeah, I thought about doing that, and I was like, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wait to shotgun it, and then uh, that led to me shotgunning it like six months late or more. You know, that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know, so heavy spoiler warning, just spoiler. We should Bob. be able to watch season seven by the end of the year because it's supposed to start airing. Either early this spring or late this spring. I can't remember if it said March or May. Nice. Speaking of air dates, so I actually have to issue a retraction. I was wrong about something on the episode the other day. Uh, So Dune does not come out in December (laughs) this year. It comes out much, much sooner than that. Uh, I don't don't know know why I thought that it came out in December, uh, but it does not. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Uh, but let me let me let me just let me just double check uh, before I lie again. Uh, but I happened across um, a new story regarding um, USA comes out March first. It's very close, guys. <laughs> uh, before I forget, I had to do that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so will this episode be posted before the first? Yes, it will be posted in. On the 21st of this month, of February, February 21st. I forget that it's not next week. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right, though. Uh, So, um, first off, uh, we, like, first couple of episodes, we lost my favorite character. And I... That one guy that we don't know his name. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, fucking Hawks. I mean, he had to do it. He had to. I know. I know. He had to pull the trigger on that. But I will never forgive Hawks for killing twice. I just. I just. I can't. I was thinking of that one Shield Man hero. Shield Man hero. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought you were being facetious, oh, but no, no, I was being legit. Uh. Yeah, no, I... What was his name? Uh, twice his person name. Booby Wagara? Booby Man. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say without just... Booby Gawara. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I may have my W in the wrong spot. Booby Gawara. Um, Jin. Yeah. <laughs> That's much easier. Ubai Gawara Jin. There we go. That is his name. Um, you know, I <coughs> twice had my favorite, uh, my favorite character arc. Favorite, like he was, and and Hawks even said it. Like Hawks was like, "This guy is a truly good person." And and to Hawks' credit, Hawks tried everything to not have to kill twice. But he did it anyway, and I'll never forgive him. <laughs> um, Please, I would love to spare you. Please don't make me kill you. Yeah. Nope, I gotta I gotta get to my to my bros. Yeah. I gotta get to my to my friendos and let them 
Yeah, and to Twice's credit, I mean, Twice did everything that he did for the people he considered friends, and I mean, I mean, how how is he how is he supposed to feel when you just was like, hey, you know how we've been buddies for like a year? Well, I was a lying sack of shit, and I've been using you. Come, uh, come to my side. <laughs> like that was never going to work. Like no. that was never going to end well. Even had Dobby not been there, like, like, there was. <coughs> I don't think there was any way Hawks was going to talk. Hawks uh, could have successfully him subdued him. I think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He could have subdued him. I, I, I really believe that Dobby's presence made is what necessitated Hawks killing twice. Yeah. You're right, and, like, so now also not forgiving, not forgiving Dobby, uh, a.k.a. Um, um, Big Fire Bro. Todoroki Toya. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I was like, I don't, fucking, the lost Todoroki child, but what's his first name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I... That was sorry. That was something that I got absolutely right. I one hundred percent called that he was going to be Endeavor's kid. I was like, he. Oh yeah. Uh, which like that one, you know, that was kind of low hanging fruit. Um, uh, I, I did, <coughs> I did sort of think that they were going to complete Endeavor's redemption arc with, um, basically the reveal was going to get dropped on, um. Uh, our t- like class one A Todoroki, whatever, whatever the hell his name is. Shoto. Shoto. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm always just calling Todoroki, and I'm like, nope, that's there's too many Todorokis here. Um, I really thought there, like like Dobby was gonna drop the reveal on just him and like be about to fucking kill him, and then Endeavor was gonna hop in and take like take the fire for him, and then like. There was basically going to be a, a, a blue versus red sun explosion uh, in order to let younger, like uh, the younger Todoroki, escape, uh, and then and that was going to be the culmination of Endeavor's redemption arc and and um, um, Shoto's like acceptance acceptance of his of his dad and shit, and then lead up to which is I think possibly where it's going, but. It, it looked leading up to Dobby dying, but it kind of looks like this is going to be more of a family affair now, <laughs> uh, versus sure. just Shoto uh, deciding <coughs> to 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 deal with the situation on his own. I have had some manga spoilers, mm-hmm. so what what I can say is limited. Right. I will say that, like. Fine details I'm not aware of. Mm-hmm. The way things happen I'm not aware of. I really love, like you, you said something just now about um, the way they complete Endeavor's redemption arc. Mm-hmm. I love that they are not completing it. I love that his quote-unquote redemption is an ongoing process. He did so much damage to his wife and children. 
And I love that they are not washing that away. Yeah, I mean, which I, I don't know if they did it as, if they intended to do that, do it that way as, as the commentary, like, like for the quote unquote commentary, or if that was just like, if they needed him as a plot device still. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, like, I don't, I don't think that anyone can argue that, um, prior to Endeavor having a mental, like, essentially a mental breakdown, um, he was a, uh, general piece of shit, um, 100%. So, like, in many ways, I think, I think a lot of what, um, Endeavor was died after, uh, after, um, All Might Retired. I think that, um, like, I don't know, like, this is, like, that was really what started his downward spiral, spiral from being, like, put together piece of shit to just being depressed, <laughs> to being a depressed piece of shit. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, the, um, uh, I did not, I did not think we were going to get as much exposition of Gigantomachia as we did. Oh. Um, like, like, I kind of thought that, you know, that, you know, he might pop up and boop some people here and there. I really thought he was going to be what broke, um, uh, like, I, I really thought that he was going to be, like, a plot point, um, for the jailbreak from Tartarus. Um, like, I always 100% believed in, um, uh, all for one, or one for alls, uh, no, all for one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I always believed in all for one's ability to basically walk out of Tartarus whenever he wanted, um, but I really thought that um, I really thought there was going to be some development that that necessitated Gigantomachia assaulting Tartarus. But no, instead he just murdered the shit out of the front lines. Yep. <laughs> just absolutely destroyed them. Yep. Um, so and I keep getting ahead of myself. So the the overall assault on. Um, the hot, like the overall initial assault, like they they basically did almost everything right, like like this. It was actually a very satisfying arc because they um they did almost everything right. They just got outplayed, and the only thing that they didn't do right <laughs> was uh that I don't even know his name. The dude who was there while. Um, um, who blew up the machine? Yeah, in the basement. The, yeah, the the dude who was there when when um, Shigaraki was like twitching and being electrocuted. Um, and that guy had a split second to realize something scary came out of a tank and it's twitching. I should probably destroy it. He had a split second to do that, and no, <laughs> he was just like, uh. And that killed everyone. <laughs> I'm going to go off on a limb because one of the things they said was that, like, that shock, that jolt 
that Shigaraki got should not have been enough to revive him. Yeah. That he was full dead. He should he not have been able to come back. Was he was definitely full dead and I think I think the that had had he not had some of the uh some of those like regenerative quirks put in um you know that reaction probably wouldn't have happened. Um all I'm saying is is if you're in a fucking mad scientist basement full of zombie mutants and something twitches Fucking blow it away. <laughs> there is no curiosity reaction. There is only there is only murder. <laughs> that's that's actually kind of what I'm saying. Like I wonder if that I wonder if the jolt from the destroyed machine mm-hmm. triggered something that allowed him to wake up. And if that is the case, I wonder if any jolt at all would have done the same thing. It's possible like that he, if he would have. he had tried to kill Shigaraki before destroying the machine, or like double killing him. Yeah. <laughs> kill confirming. Right. It is possible that anything that they would have done might have woken him up. Um, Getting kind of metatextual. I think, like, just... The way it was going to be written, it was damned if you do, damned if you yeah, don't. Yeah, I mean, like he, he was coming back no matter yeah, what. Yeah, like he was, he was always going to come back. Um, and but strictly in universe, I do wonder. Yeah. Um, and even though, and they didn't show this, and I am one hundred percent not trying to besmirch the name of of the hero in the basement. Um, as far like what name? Yeah, he like no <laughs> nobody knows his name. Um I'm sure somebody does. The um I'm sure in universe he was somebody's favorite. Yeah, I'm sure he like I mean he was chosen to lead the assault, so I'm sure he actually probably ranked pretty high up there. Like not top ten, but like I'm sure he was like he he ranked. Um but uh you know he If we had the top one hundred heroes go after the like, engage it with the Paranormal Liberation Army. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly he was on the list, and clearly that's a fucking feat. Yeah. Like, like he was definitely legit. Um, all I'm saying is, is well, what I was going to say is that he, um, they think they purged all of the turncoat heroes. They didn't show it. He might have woken him up on purpose. Um... I mean, obviously he died for it, <laughs> but you know, um, but no, like large, like like with that, with the exception of that one minute detail, which even really you can't even really fault, like, like in universe it might, it could have happened regardless. Meta, it was going to happen regardless, um, but it was, it was a wonderful example of they they didn't meta game too much about it. Um, basically, the heroes did everything right. It was a two-pronged over, like assault with overwhelming force. Um, it was a surprise. Yeah, um, they they got beat by things they couldn't have known, and I did it. It was it was really well put together. The uh, heroes were at one hundred percent, and they still lost. Yeah, and it because of. Totally unpredictable forces. Yeah. Like you said. 
the uh, now that dude who uh, so as the basement was decaying and like the heroes were trying to escape, the dude who like tossed um, that green shield dude that I mentioned earlier is that who you're talking about? The dude who like dissolved, giving giving yeah the thumbs that guy. Up. yeah. So I'm ashamed. Of, like like I learned his name for like a full week. That guy, that guy was that guy's. His name's worth remembering. <laughs> um, he, he that guy's name is worth remembering. We're just pieces of shit. Yeah, basically. Um, <coughs> he he died. He he's the epitome of dying well. Like, not only did he save his, like, his friend, he died with style. And, uh, like, acceptance. And good on him. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, other than that, like, it was, like, the, uh, like, other than that, basically the entire, there's not much to say about the, the Liberation War other than, uh, gratuitous quirk violence. Um, you know, you had the absolutely overwhelming might of Gigantomachia, um, and... Mount Lady at full size. Yep. Hanging onto his waist. Actually doing shit. (laughs) And only just slowing him down. Yep. It was, uh, like it took... Does it took literal dozens of heroes, a good portion of class one A, um, to even remotely slow this guy down and eventually subdue him, um, and we lost people. Like <laughs> uh, I did not, I absolutely did not call the midnight death. I I did not. I um, didn't either. Uh, I'm still very sad about that. Um, which I ha- okay, so I haven't seen a body. <laughs> she was on my list of people who might have been. Everybody was on my list of people who could have been the mole. Let's be honest. Uh, but this is anime. I haven't seen a body. <laughs> but no, it was it was pretty heavily hinted at that she was confirmed dead. Like there was no visible body, but like it was pretty pretty basic. Just short of oh yeah, we confirmed. <laughs> DNA analysis and everything. We have villains running up on her as she is trying to recover from Gigantomachia rocking her shit. Yeah. And And then then we see her mask lying on the ground and we see later 1A students like... Again, I need to rewatch. Yeah. I don't remember if they just found her mask or if the implication is that they found her. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, like they definitely never show her. They only show the mask. Um, they don't clarify if she was confirmed dead or if she was missing and presumed dead, uh, which are obviously very different. <laughs> but um, to to. to Best I I could tell they didn't they didn't confirm but um, but rolling on into the dark hero arc um, Midoriya actually um, it like accelerated his mastery of one for all uh, much faster than what I had anticipated um, but she's taller than me um, 
It was... According um, to the fandom wiki, she is deceased. That tracks. Um, the, of course, and then you had, like, you know, the, the big jailbreak from Tartarus, um, which surprised no one. Yeah. Um, the... One uh, very minor criticism, I wish at a previous point we had gotten some kind of picture of just what a big deal breaking into Tartarus was. Yeah, it would have been nice to have had some sort of exposition. Um, and and that would have been another excellent use of, of Gigantomachia. Would have been, like, maybe not even ahead, like being part of the plan, but like it just, he just gets in and said that it's time to rescue Master, and he lays into the prison, and the prison stops basically the unstoppable force. Um, and that would have been an excellent exposition. Um, 100%. But, but yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, like, Tartarus... Or even, like, early, uh, early all-for-one, pre-all-might engagement, like, going to break into Tartarus, and all-for-one and Gigantomachia together being unable to do so. Uh, yeah. Like, fathom that. Yeah, I... I don't... I don't know. I... To be honest, I, I, I think that... I think that All for One could have, like, basically walks in by himself one way or another. I don't... I don't think that, that he actually needs that much help. Um, but I definitely agree we needed some exposition. Um, I would love to see, like, Prime all for one being unable to get in. That would, yeah, that would have, like, that would have definitely set the stage, which in, I don't, I don't know, it would have been, I, I it would have been a very gratuitous uh, series of scenes and I'm all about it, so... Give, give now. Hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Um, the the fallout, you know, going into the dark hero arc, um, like the the whole plan of using Midoriya as bait seems solid. The honestly, the whole fallout from people like just like the the crumbling of the hero society. Um, Seemed like that's that's about how I felt like it was gonna go. I'm glad that they, I'm glad they sh- showed rather than told uh, how bad it got. Um, the uh, they did a little bit of telling, but they did a lot of showing. Yeah, and um, it, it, I think I think it got the depth that that it deserved. Um, the. Uh, the fight with Lady Nagant was glorious. Oh, if you weren't gonna mention her, I was. Um, you know, she she only got like two, maybe three episodes of screen time, uh, but they she didn't feel like a throwaway character, and which is nice. Um, there were several uh, several people who were sent to do the same exact job of of capture Midoriya, who. Definitely felt like and were throwaway characters, um, but but 
they she was interesting and they let her they let her stand out and I was I was very glad about that. Um and really more than anyone I think um uh I think she she illustrated why I would argue that um Sane was right. Like she she really she really drove home just how shitty the organized hero society is. And not through through no failing of any particular hero, but if you really think about it, any any organized system of superpowered individuals has to be pretty dirty and corrupt somewhere. <laughs> like you don't you don't manage people who can t literally turn over cities without getting somebody's hands dirty. For sure. Um, and... You don't have that kind... You don't have a bureaucracy of any kind staffed by humans, superpowered or not, that isn't dirty somewhere. Yeah, like, like there's... Yeah, it... But it was, it was an excellent expose uh, for the dirty underside of, I guess, the Public Safety Commission... Uh -huh. is, is who's in charge of that. Um, I really loved... I really loved the, like, joining and, like, the compare-contrast mm -hmm. of Lady Nagant's backstory and Hawks's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, and of course, um, speaking of Stain, <laughs> uh, we, we of course got to see him again, not in as big a capacity as I had hoped, but, um, but he still very true to the character and, uh, you know, uh, doing, doing his version of good. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I realize he's killed 40 heroes and... You know what? That was shitty. <laughs> but, um, uh, I, I... Are you making a mockery of All Might? <laughs> I <laughs> am All Might. <laughs> You're, You're not All Might. <laughs> How um, dare you? You're a little bitch. <laughs> if I had a nose, I'd tell you how it smelled like bitch over here. <laughs> Um, it was, you know, that was something that I didn't expect was how much of a, of a character change season six brings on All Might. Like, All Might has, like, um, like, ever since his final fight, ever since his retirement, like, his, has been sort of the overzealous, overprotective teacher sort. Um, but really, like, in season six progressed to a new low, and I'm really glad that um, I'm really glad Stain called his shit on that. And uh, to wit, revisiting and like reprising an earlier topic, Midoriya is a paragon. Notably, Toshinori is not. Yeah, which specifically not a paragon character. Yeah. Uh, An in-universe paragon, absolutely. The symbol of 
What was it? The symbol of peace. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, yeah. But, uh, go ahead. But narratively, literarily, not a paragon. Yep. I, I really hope that... Um, and, and at this point, I kind of, like, I kind of trust the show writers a little bit, which is usually a mistake, but, like, I, like, I trust them to give All Might, like, a good send-off, um, and, like, it kind of felt like things were wrapping up for a little while in season six, I was like, oh, well, like, we are getting near the end, like, this isn't gonna be the final season, I know, but, like, we're, feels like we're getting near the end of the story, um, but by the end of season six, I was like, oh, no, no, the story's just getting started, <laughs> um, but um I I really hope that um All Might gets to have um another another day in the in the in the in the spotlight. Um I uh I really enjoyed the um sort of the exposition of showing the woman come and like clean up all my statue um and and everything um because it, it doesn't matter who you talk about in which character you talk about it any, any given hero um all might's who they're all trying to be um like none of them none of them are a hero like him yet i will say we have entered the final act saga. Okay, so... The Dark Hero arc was the first arc of the final saga. Right on. So, we season 7, maybe season 8, who knows. But, um... I doubt season 7, definitely 8 or 9. Yeah. Actually, I was looking down through... Not even looking at the, um... Because the fandom wiki lists the anime episode titles mm -hmm. and the manga chapter titles. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, post-Dark Hero, there are no anime episode titles. Right. Which, fair. Um, but just kind of scrolling through, not even actually reading, but scrolling through the... Um, the fucking thingos. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, because we're going to start the next arc, and then there's that one, and neither of those arcs is just super long. So we might get both of those arcs next season, just like we got two in this one. Yeah. And then the final war arc. Being season eight. Although there is a lot of material there, that could be eight and nine. Yeah. Uh, so. Is my current prediction. Uh, seems, I mean, this seems solid. Um, the, uh, cause we ended, we ended on, we ended on a really amusing note. So, uh, obviously, uh, I'm from America. I'm familiar with the good old <laughs> USA memes. And by lordy, the actual United States of America is what is, is the final scene of season six. Just Star and Stripe, 
What was she? Was she like surfing on a jet? She was standing on uh, the lead, uh, the lead plane of a fleet of stealth bombers. <laughs> the most American thing, <laughs> just full on Star Spangled Glory. And like for clarification, just in case, just in case we have an overseas listener at some point, is that America? No, not really. It is definitely a perfect encapsulation of American mythology. Yeah. And methodology. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> being honest, like, like, the personification of American heroism heard her buddy was in trouble and responded in the most American way possible, which is... I mean, with a fleet of bombs. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, like, just the most overwhelming force she could grab a hold of. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. America's already. What do you mean, like over at the UN? Yeah. Um. Well, we gotta. This is gonna take too long. I don't know what you're talking about. America's already left. <laughs> yeah. She's <it's>, what? <laughs> and that's another thing. Like, didn't wait for the bureaucrats to uh, to, to finish up. It was like, I'm not, it's not about am I allowed to go. I'm going. <laughs> Which, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more behind all of that um, and everything. Because just like we talked about how the Public Safety Commission in Japan was kind of a shady, underhanded piece of shit. I can't imagine that their equivalent in any other country is any better. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm sure with other countries' heroes, we're going to get at least a few problems from somewhere else. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, but it was, it was just a very amusing, a very amusing scene. Um, I... The only other thing that I have that I really want to talk about is, so, the ending was, it was all very touching. You know, um, Deku, fucking come back. If you don't come back, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, and Uraraka got her, her, her big speech time and everything. Um, but the president, the school president of UA... Being principal. like principal, there we go, not president. Principal of UA being like Principal Nessu. Yeah. Being like, hey guys. So you know you know how you've been like keeping Midoriya on the move so that he can't be tracked and shit. Y'all should stop that. Y'all should bring him to this very specific location. This very specific public immobile location. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds dangerous, don't worry. I personally paid for I personally paid for the entire school grounds encompassing much more than the average city to move the entire thing out of my pocket. It sinks underground. Yep. And it goes through it can go through it, it can go through all of these various levels and any given shelter mm -hmm. can mm -hmm. uh, can move around. And be totally relocated to someone else's shelter. Yep. I call bullshit. 
Not even Batman could have said that with a straight face. Fucking, that motherfucker's full of shit, and he's shifty. <laughs> that would probably cost, like, trillions of dollars. And there's no way, there's no way that he could have done it without the top heroes in the country finding out about it. Like, it, somebody would have had to have noticed. Uh, hell, one of, the, one of them is an actual fucking spy. The, the, the head spook. <laughs> Hawks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way that the head spook didn't find out <laughs> if he were doing that. Also, when did he construct right, that this? That would have taken literal decades. Not, maybe not decades, but years. I mean, I know Cementos is a teacher there. I know that there's a lot that can be done with that kind of quirk. Without disturbing existing infrastructure? Yeah, yeah, it probably would have taken at least a decade. Yeah, like, it's it's implausible. Like... Um, I'm not saying that there's not some some of what he said in place. I'm saying that on the scale he's talking, it can't work that way. And it might be connected to the other fucking school. Some of the shelters might move. Like, some of the shelters might conceivably go down into the ground or whatever. There's probably an intricate series of tunnels under the school. But I don't think that it works to the scale that he says. We have to be... My Hero Academia has to be taking place in a world where this mouse man principal of a high school is also, like, retains more wealth than the bottom 70% of humanity collectively. Yeah. And I'm lowballing at 70. <laughs> yeah, it so and he had to start this project like he had to witness All Might and um All for One's first knockdown dragout mm -hmm. and be like, "Oh, All Might didn't kill him. Contingency plans now." Yeah. Yeah, uh, but he the way he pitched it was that none of this was done prior to the overhaul of the wall. <laughs> uh, at least that's how I understood it. So, like... That may be. Uh, the, the amount of time that he's talking, like, like, if it really all was supposed to have been done post, like, oh, we need to overhaul the wall, um... Yeah, no, that's that's unreasonable. Like since USJ. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. All I'm saying is it's in canon stated that he doesn't like humans. <laughs> um. I think that he's been the mole the whole time. Uh. I know I've suspected fucking everybody. I think he's the mole. I think. I think he's. I think he's gonna sell Midori out. That's my call. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I'm the mole. I mean, could be. I'm not, that that works invisible would, girl. I'm not, that would be mean. <laughs> um I would not do that. The uh but yeah, no. Uh that is it's all just shifty as fuck. It's all just shifty as fuck. But anyway, thank you for coming and talking her in. Thank, Thank you. you for having me.
Thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been Geekrasil. Peace. Later.